Board Talk, episode number nine. Let go. It's time. It's every time. Every time. It's every time. It's every time. I'm consistent with the mission every time. Rip up on my wrist and neck, you know I shame. No capping when I'm rapping. You can check your life for life. Every time. It's every time. I'm consistent with the mission every time. Every time. Trip up on my wrist and neck, you know I shame. No capping when I rap and you can check it out. How y'all doing out there? Tell them late. Day to day, you know I do it. You know I do it every time. Hey. Every time. 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 Every I'm seven foot Kareem Shad is every time It's every time What's going on everybody? My name is Kyra Montero I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Board Talk Podcast This is episode number nine And clap for that And that hand clap and that round of applause also goes out to all the fans and listeners of the show, man. If you have not tuned in to the previous eight episodes of the podcast, I want y'all to head over to our YouTube channel if you want to see the high-definition video podcast versions of the Board Talk podcast. Or, of course, the audio version is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, and everywhere else that streams and downloads podcasts. So hand clap for our listeners and supporters and consistency. Man, I got the notebook ready, man. This is episode number nine. I don't want to be before y'all long, I promise you. But I do got some things that I want to say that's been inspired. Uh, Actually, this conversation was inspired off of the last episode that i did and we kind on episode eight i had some guests on and we covered uh talked about music production we talked about video production we talked about audio production what recording artists expect to pay and different things and i just felt like i was like you know what i feel like i need to dive in so i'm gonna call this episode beyond the recording session once again we're gonna call this episode beyond the recording session and what I find as an audio engineer who specializes in mixing and mastering that and podcast production, but specifically with music today, we're just going to keep it in, in the music industry. What I find is, is that a lot of independent artists are really uneducated about almost everything um, that has to do with the business of music right the industry of music um and and that includes marketing that includes publishing that includes um you know just how label operations work it includes a lot of stuff but even before you get into all of that it includes how records are supposed to be made it includes the knowledge of how to deal with the people making a record. So first off, I want to clear this out. 
and I want to speak on behalf of all professional audio engineers and all professional audio production companies um, all across the world. For artists and bands, when you are working with a professional audio engineer, you are paying them more than to just mix your record. You are paying them more to just than to just master your record. When you are working with a professional audio engineer, not only are you paying them to mix and or master your record, but look, you're paying for their equipment. You're paying for their skill set. You're paying for their years in a in a business and experience and resume and credits. That all goes together. You're paying for the creativity. You're paying for whatever training and education and schooling that went in to the craft. You're paying for all of that. Not only are you paying for that, but most of all, when we get done mentioning or mastering your record, we are handing you a profitable asset, right? You have to remember that, yes, music is an art, but it is very much so a business, just as much as it is an art or even more. At the end of the day, it's the music business, it's the music industry. So when you go work with audio engineers, you have to remember that you're paying them for just more than just that. Once again, you're paying them for the equipment, you're paying them for the skill set, years in the business and experience, you're paying them for the creativity, you're paying them for the training and schooling and education process that went into getting them where they're at, which that takes a lot of time. All of that's worth a lot of money. And beyond all of that, they're handing you a profitable asset. They deserve to be paid what they should and what they wanted to. Hand clap to all my professional audio engineers out there. Shout out to every audio production company as well. Now, artists, especially artists who are vocalists, who have program production, a lot of times this is going to be rappers, this is going to be R&B singers, um, worship singers, it could it could be pop singers, uh, but anybody, any any recording artist uh, or vocalist who has programmed music production, and what this means is that your music production was created and produced inside of software, uh, you in the digital domain using virtual instruments, meaning that it's not live instrumentation on on your on your records from the music producers and once again a lot of times this is going to be hip-hop and rap this is going to be r&b um this can be some contemporary uh christian artists and gospel artists um and could be pop but most of the time it's going to be hip-hop and rap and it's going to be r&b and when you're dealing with you know the recording artist being a vocalist um Especially for a lot of up and coming artists that are new, I, I just want to say that there are layers beyond the recording session. There are many, many layers beyond the recording session, and I want to challenge recording studios and audio engineers out there 
Uh, I especially want to challenge recording studios and I want to challenge recording engineers to educate these artists better when they are working with you. Educate them better because what happens is when they come to somebody like myself uh, or my business, Frequency Canvas, that is an audio production company that really specializes in mixing uh, and mastering and podcast production, this is going to be a phase after the recording phase. And artists have no clue. So first off, artists, when you book a recording session, most recording studios have minimums. Uh, here at Frequency Canvas, we have a two-hour minimum. Most professional recording studios have some kind of minimum. Some have a two-hour minimum. Some have a three. Some have a four. Most have a two- to three-hour minimum. Um, most studios, you can't just go in and just book one hour. Uh, there's some kind of hourly minimum um, that's required for you to book a session um, because they want to have a certain kind of bottom line. They want to have a certain uh, financial threshold that they meet. Uh, every time there's a session book uh, and you just have to learn that and you have to respect that that's just the way that it goes right so you you do that then when you um when you book the session and you get that done you should already be ready um to record um if you're going if you're going to a professional recording studio, your song should already be written. It should already be produced. Um, it should already be in a place to be recorded. You shouldn't be showing up at the studio still having to write lyrics, still having to practice. When you get to the studio, you should be ready to go. Um, I understand that some things are last minute, but part of being an artist, a recording artist, is preparation. Um, so you need to be prepared, right? So when you get there, you record your song, great, you did a great job recording, cool, everything's cool. Now, what that recording engineer should do with you is there should be editing done. If you need any vocal editing done, um, they may do vocal production things like vocal tuning. Um, obviously, you have things like auto-tune, but you have things like Melodyne and other similar tools where... You can go in and edit notes individually, fits notes if they were flat. Uh, if you meant the note to be sung a little higher or wrapped a little higher or lower, you know, things like that can be fixed. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, there's other things that may be done. Also, what should be done in that recording session is there should be a reference mix or historically what is called a rough mitch, right? And that rough mitch should be professional enough to listen to for the artist, for the producer, vocal producer, manager, label, whatever, whoever the team is involved. It should be that. But that should not be the final mitch, right? There should be a separate mixing session from the recording session. Now, this could be done by the recording engineer or it could be done by somebody like me who specializes in that after the fact. Sometimes we call this post-production, but this is the mixing phase, right? And then after the mixing phase, 
it, there should be a separate mastering phase. Typically, that is done by another person, right? But it could be done by the same person who mixed the record or who recorded and mixed the record. But when you go to a recording session, that recording session is meant at the end of it to have a reference mix for the recording artists and their team to listen to and to give the mixing engineer and the mixing process a blueprint to build off of and take that record to where it needs to go. Now, for those wondering, if you don't know what is mixing, what is mastering, right? So in the process of mixing a record, mixing is after the fact of the song being recorded. The song is already produced. The song is already recorded. It's already arranged. All of the vocal production should already be done. If there are any featured artists, they should already uh, have their parts recorded and turned into the recording artists and their team. Um, all of the recording arrangement and production decisions should already be finished before mixing, right? Should, right? Sometimes in mixing, there are production decisions that are made in the mixing stage, but all of that stuff should already be done. So what mixing is, is you're taking a group of final, uh, like you're taking the, a final recording, right? And you're, you're, Working with all of these individual elements and when I, in, in the song. Every individual element and layer of the song, we call it tracks, right? So every individual layer of the song, a.k.a. tracks, that's what you're working with. So, you know, you may have a kick drum. Uh, you may have a snare drum. You may have uh, a bass guitar or 808. You may have a piano. You may have a lead guitar. Uh, you may have a rapper, you may have a singer, you may have background vocals. So we are like putting this piece of a puzzle together. We're using EQ and compression. We're leveling things out, you know, turning stuff up and down, getting the balance right, uh, making EQ and compression decisions. We're panning stuff left and right. Uh, we're automating effects, so we may put a delay or an echo on a certain word. You may put a reverb or other effects on certain kind of words. You may do certain kind of editing. Like you're, you're taking these raw individual elements or these half raw individual elements, and you're kind of bringing it all together so that it can be playable as one file, right? So all of these individual elements are being brought together, being summed together, right? So that a playable format can be presented to the artist and to the world. And typically those player, and that's a stereo file, um, in the audio world, wave files are going to be your highest quality. Wave files are AIFF. Uh, for people that use Mac uh, computers from Apple. But waving AIFF files are the uncompressed files. Um, then you have other formats like MP3s that are more, or AAC formats that are more uh, compressed down. But after that, you know, the, the mix engineer is going to give you the main mix, which is the song, the acapella, 
midst of the song which is just vocals the instrumental where it's just music uh tv track which is the performance track for the artist to be able to perform on stage then they're going to give you stems and stems is just going to be all of those individual elements sent so that if you present it uh for sync license and opportunities like for tv shows uh or video games or maybe commercials or for live performances, you may want to have a live band and just want to pull certain elements from the song. You want to be able to have that, right? Then you're going to get to mastering. Mastering is the last step in the creative process and the first step into the distribution process. Last step in the creative process, first step into the distribution process. So what that means is that when it comes to mastering, let's imagine that you you just got your whole album you got it all recorded. You got it all mixed. You got 10 songs. So what the mastering process is going to do is going to take those 10 mixes and bring it all together and make it flow into a cohesive album. Uh, one song is not going to be louder than the other. One song is not going to have a, a lot more bass than the other song. One song is not going to have a lot of top end treble. And then this song uh, isn't closing doesn't work well together. It's also going to deal with things like fading songs in and out, the spacing between songs. So uh, if song one is ending and fading out, I'm going to determine how soon um, song two comes in. Does it come in two seconds later? Do I want it to come in a little longer and be four or five seconds later, right? So it's, also, it's going to do that. Mastering is also going to enhance individual songs. So... These songs typically are going to come out sounding better some kind of way on an individual level, but cohesively there's going to be a common sound across the entire album. Also, there's a paperwork side of mastering where you're going to deal with things like ISRC codes being embedded into the files for streaming and for when the project is sent out for like streaming on Spotify and Apple and things like that. Uh, also, radio stations. ISRC codes are basically kind of like individual UPC codes for songs that help track the songs when they're being played um, in different mediums, right? So you're dealing with things like the metadata, artist, album name, genre, you know, year that it came out, embedding the album cover, and that typically is only for MP3s. So mastering is covering all of this. There's something called a DDP image, which is basically like a digital master of the album that can be delivered for CD manufacturing. Um, you're also going to make different formats, high-resolution WAV files, standard WAV files for CDs, high-resolution uh, MP3s. All of this stuff is done in mastering, right? So not to confuse you, but you can see that that goes beyond just a recording session. It goes just beyond... It goes beyond a typical recording session. You don't just record your song in a couple of hours, put a rush mix and mass on it, then present it to the world and expect to be like your favorite artist. These artists, there's a lot of work that are going into these records. And I'm just talking about the audio production phase. I'm not even talking about the songwriting phase. I'm not talking about the music production and pre-production phase. And I'm not even talking about uh, 
post audio production where you're dealing with the business side of things uh, and dealing with the artwork, the music video, the social media marketing, the merchandise, the touring, the the branding and promotion. We're not even talking about that. We're just talking about strictly the audio production. Um, and so for these services, once again, we talked about this last time. Um, if you're going to a studio to record in a professional environment, typically you're going to pay anywhere from 50 an hour all the way up to 150 an hour. It depends on the studio. It depends on the engineers. It depends on, you know, a lot of variables. So typically 50 to 150 an hour uh, for professional recording rates hourly. When it comes to mixing in the independent market, typically the lowest you're going to see them start at is at 300 a song. Um and it can range all the way from 300 to 500 it can go up to you know 7 800 to 1000 it just depends on the level of engineering their experience and all of those things i talked about earlier um and what they bring to the table um mastering mastering can typically typically range from 50 a song all the way up to 500 a song once again it just depends on all of those variables and, and elements, and you need to pick what fits your budget and the and the right thing. But I I want to end off saying this: recording artists, independent recording artists and bands, stop telling people that they charge too much. People are worth their value at the end of the day. Matter of fact, you you can't even really put a price on value at the end of the day, um, because people you know. Valuable people are invaluable. So you, there's really no price on value. There's only what that person in business is is willing to accept and do it for. So recording artists at the end of the day, please, man, please, 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 on behalf of all professionals, stop telling people that they're not what they're worth. If you can't afford their services or you don't think that it's a good fit for you, just respectfully move on. There's probably somebody who will fit your budget, your vision, and what you're trying to go for. But don't disrespect professionals. Don't disrespect their time, their work put in, their financial investments, their creativity and genius. Don't do that. Um, that's not acceptable. It's not professional. It's disrespectful. And it's just not cool. Simply just move on at the end of the day. This is art. And we all don't have to agree on decisions, but it's also business and we need to move with integrity and out of respect. So I hope that this episode number nine of the Board Talk podcast helps somebody. This is episode number nine. This is called Beyond the Recording Session. I am your host, Kyron Montero. This is presented by Frequency Canvas. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to all platforms where podcasts can be found like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc. Subscribe, download our podcast, rate, send us some feedback, man. Shoot us an email, office at frequencycanvas.com. Let us know what you think. If there's anything that you want to uh, want us to talk about, let us know. If you need our services, definitely reach out and let us know, frequencycanvas.com also. But I want to give y'all a round of applause for tuning in. <laughs> And you already know I'm going to end the show 
with one of my latest singles every time, man. Let's go! It's time. Bow, bow, bow! It's every time! Every time! It's every time! It's every time! with the mission every time! Drip up on my wrist and neck, you know I shame! No Kevin when I'm rapping, you can check your life for life! Every time! It's every time! I'm consistent with the mission every time! Say drip up on my wrist and neck, you know I shame! No Kevin when I'm rapping, you can check your life for life! You know I do it every time. Yeah, week to week. You know I do it every time. Month to month, and year to year. It's every time. This ain't no lie. I swear I do it every time. I tell them I feel like making moves for sisters every time. I feel like Shaq up in the post and every time. Seven foot Kareem shot. It's every time. From coast to coast, you know we stay up on the grind. It's every time. Every time. It's every time. Alright man, Board Talk episode number 9 Beyond the recording session man Y'all make sure that y'all go check us out And we appreciate y'all man Welcome to the canvas